Screening Property Rights for Innovation by William Matcham and Mark Shankman Abstract We develop a dynamic structural model of patent screening incorporating incentives, intrinsic motivation and multi-round negotiation. We use detailed data on examiner decisions and employ natural language processing to create a new measure of patent distance that enables us to study strategic decisions by applicants and examiners. We find that patent screening is moderately effective given the existing standards for patentability. Examiners exhibit substantial intrinsic motivation that significantly improves the effectiveness of screening. A reform that limits negotiation rounds strongly increases screening quality. We quantified the annual net costs of patent screening at 25.5 billion US dollars, equivalent to 6.5% of US private sector research and development. Introduction. Public institutions play a central role in promoting innovation. The two most important channels are government support for public and private research, both in the form of direct funding and indirect fiscal subsidies, and the allocation of property rights in the form of patents to enhance innovation incentives for private sector R&D. To give a sense of the scale of investment, in 2015, the US federal government financed 54.3% of overall R&D expenditures, or 151.5 billion, and that's in 2023 US dollars, and 34% of university research. At the same time, the US Patent and Trademark Office, hereafter Patent Office, issued nearly 400,000 new patents. These property rights promote innovation by increasing the private returns to R&D, facilitating access to capital markets and underpinning the market for technology, especially for small, high-technology firms. Hall & Lerner, 2010, Galasso & Shankman, 2018. Moreover, the aggregate economic impact of these investments and property rights for innovation is magnified by the extensive knowledge spillovers they generate. Bloom, Shankman & Van Rienen, 2013. Despite their evident importance, little is known about whether innovation-supporting public institutions allocate resources efficiently and how organisational changes affect agency performance. The aim of this paper, as part of a broader research programme, is to show how structural models can be used to study and improve the efficiency of resource allocation by innovation-related public agencies. We study this topic in the context of the US patent system, focusing on the quality of screening, that is, the allocation of property rights for innovation by the Patent Office. We develop a dynamic structural model of the patent screening process, which incorporates incentives, intrinsic motivation, and the actual structure of multi-round negotiation in the current system. We estimate the model using novel negotiation round-level data on examiner decisions and text data from 20 million patent claims. From the claim text data, we use modern natural language processing, or NLP, methods to develop a new measure of distance between patents, a key ingredient for characterizing strategic decisions by patent applicants and examiners. We conduct counterfactual analyses of how reforms to incentives, fees, and the structure of negotiations affect the quality and speed of patent screening, and we develop an approach to quantify these impacts and thus construct a pseudo-welfare measure of the quality of patent screening. The effectiveness of patent screening and its implications for the quality of patents is a hotly debated policy issue. Academic scholars and policymakers have argued 
that patent rights have increasingly become an impediment to innovation rather than an incentive. These concerns have been prominently voiced in public debates. The Economist, 2015, Federal Trade Commission, 2011, recent US Supreme Court decisions, and the major statutory reform of the patent system, the Lady Smith America Invents Act of 2011. Critics of the patent system claim that the problems arise in large part from ineffective patent office screening, where patents are granted to innovations that do not represent a substantial inventive step, especially in emerging technology areas such as business methods and software, Jaffe and Lerner, 2004. The issue is important because granting excessive patent rights imposes static and dynamic social costs, higher prices and deadweight loss on patented goods, greater enforcement, litigation costs, and higher transaction costs of R&D and the potential for retarding cumulative innovation. Galasson and Shankman, 2015. The patent prosecution process is an advantageous context to study the effects of incentives and motivation on screening for two primary reasons. First, the patent application process has a clear and well-documented structure that can be modelled. The multi-round negotiation between the applicant and examiner fits naturally into a dynamic game, which forms the basis of our model. The model involves an applicant who pads their patent application, attempting to extract more property rights than their invention truly entails. The examiner's role is to grant or reject the application based on the existing judicial interpretation of statutory criteria as applied to each claim in the patent application. The fundamental trade-off for the applicant when choosing the level of padding is between the benefits of increased patent scope and the costs of engaging in a lengthy and costly negotiation with the examiner. The trade-off for the patent examiner for each specific application is between the incentives to grant patents quickly and the intrinsic utility cost of awarding an inappropriate degree of patent scope, i.e. granting only patents, after narrowing, that satisfy the patentability criteria. The patent examiner searches prior art to estimate the appropriate scope of patent prosecution for the invention, but this estimate contains error. Allowing for examiner error is important because it implies that negotiation between the applicant and examiner, while costly, may not always be socially wasteful. The second advantage of the patent context is the quality of data. The patent office collects detailed and extensive data on all applications, not just granted patents. We constructed a dataset covering around 55 million patent application decisions across 20 million patent claims between 2010 and 2015, and we observed the examiner's decision on each patent claim over all rounds of negotiation. These data allow us to formulate and estimate a structural model that reflects the actual patent application process. Our estimates imply several key empirical findings. First, Intrinsic motivation plays a significant role in contributing to the accuracy of patent screening. Junior examiners are more motivated than seniors on average, but both groups display substantial heterogeneity. Further, using these estimated parameters, counterfactual analysis shows that turning off intrinsic motivation increases the frequency of examiners granting invalid patents fourfold. This finding highlights the importance of designing human resource policies that effectively select examiners with high intrinsic motivation and ensure examiners sustain this motivation over their entire careers. Second, we find that 
innovators substantially pad their patent applications, claiming, typically, greater property rights than are warranted by the true inventive step of their innovation. Moreover, there is a large degree of heterogeneity in the extent of padding across patent applications. This result highlights the importance of effective screening. An essential feature of our model is that the extent of padding is endogenous, and thus is affected by various counterfactual policy reforms, which we detail later. We estimate the average level of padding at about 8%, rising to 10% when we weight by the value of the patent. This exaggerated scope of the patent applications is reflected in the fact that more than 80% of claims start below the distance threshold for patentability, which is measured by the minimum required distance to claims in prior patents, and thus should be rejected. However, the multi-round screening process is relatively effective at narrowing the scope of patent rights sought and, in doing so, reducing the number of invalid claims to about 7% among granted claims. But still, nearly one in five granted patents contains at least one claim that does not meet the threshold. One implication of this finding is that the proportion of patent applications that are granted, a commonly used indicator of the effectiveness of screening, is a misleading measure because it does not capture the extent to which granted property rights are narrowed during the screening process. We evaluate counterfactual reforms involving changes to fees for the patent applicant, the structure of the negotiation process, for example, limiting the number of rounds allowed, and the degree of intrinsic motivation of ex patent examiners. We quantify the effects of counterfactual reforms along three distinct dimensions. The first two relate to the accuracy of screening, meaning the degree of alignment between the scope of property rights granted and the scope justified by the invention. We assess accuracy in terms of granting claims that are not justified, false grants or type 1 error, and not granting claims that should be, false rejections or type 2 error. Both errors carry their own social costs and benefits. Incorrect grants impose ex post welfare costs, deadweight loss, from higher prices and litigation costs associated with enforcing these patents, but at the same time may raise innovation incentives. False rejections dilute ex ante innovation incentives and discourage the development of new inventions that would contribute positive social value, but at the same time they reduce ex post deadweight loss. The last dimension is the speed of patent examination, measured by the number of negotiation rounds in equilibrium. We develop a method to quantify these three impacts in terms of the associated net social costs and thus construct a pseudo-welfare measure of the quality of patent screening. We estimate the total net social cost of patent screening at $25.5 billion US per annual cohort of application. This figure represents 6.5% of total R&D performed by business enterprises in the United States. The counterfactual analysis highlights two key conclusions. First, restrictions on the number of allowable rounds of negotiation, currently absent in the US patent system, significantly reduce the net social costs of screening, with a reduction of 45% in the case of only allowing one round. We show that these outcomes can be replicated through an equivalent fee per round for the applicant, but the required fees are too high to be politically feasible. Second, given the high levels of intrinsic motivation we estimate, Extrinsic incentives are largely ineffective, leading to almost no change in net social costs. 
Extrinsic incentives do affect outcomes in a scenario of low intrinsic motivation, but they are counterproductive in that they raise the net social costs of screening. The paper is organised as follows. Section 2 briefly summarises the related literature. Section 3 describes the datasets and summarises key descriptive features. The structural model is presented in Section 4. Section 5 describes our estimation methods. Section 6 presents the empirical estimates. Section 7 analyzes the impact of counterfactual reforms on the accuracy and speed of patent screening. And Section 8 describes our quantification of the net social costs and benefits associated with these counterfactual reforms.